Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Tradies, a podcast brought to you from myself, host Monique Dralovac, bricklayer and owner of mjbricklaying.co. I have created this podcast to motivate, inspire and educate, bring you to a choice of topics from inside the construction industry, women in trades, mental health and wellness, along with a bit of fun. Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Talk Tradies. Today I have with me Tim, who is a chippy and was from House Rules Season 7. So welcome to the party, Tim. Thanks for having me. So do you want to start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Um, oh, I'm a dad, I'm a chippy. Yep. Um, I have my business for about 16 years, so I've been in the game for about 20. So pretty much as soon as I finished my apprenticeship, I was straight into running my own thing. So um, yeah, it's had its challenges. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recommend it for everyone, but <laughs> yeah. so what's the long-term goal with being a shippy with your business? Um, my biggest problem I've had always had one foot in and one foot out. Yeah. So like, I enjoy it, but then I hate it. So I don't really have a long-term plan to be honest. I just roll with the punches, see what <laughs> house rules came along, and yeah. reinvigorated it a bit. So yeah, right. um, look, I love working with my hands, and I love creating things. I guess that's what keeps me going. Mm. Yeah, cool. So. How long have you been in the industry and how did you start out? Yeah, so I've been in the industry for about 20 years, 20, yeah, 20 years. So um, as soon as I finished year 12, I finished year 12 on the on the Friday and I started in on the Monday. So I didn't even have schoolies pretty much. I oh, what a shame. It, yeah. <laughs> Call me boring, but yeah. <laughs> I never uh, did schoolies. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, 20 years. Yeah. yeah. And was there anyone in your family that was like, what made you get into it? I'm literally the only, I was literally the only one. So none of my parents or anyone that I knew was in the in the game. I just I just loved woodwork at school and I loved cars. So I was either going to be a mechanic or yeah. a chippy. Um, went with a chippy. Thought that was a bit more solid. But um, do you regret that decision? <laughs> uh, should have been a sparky or a plumber to be honest. <laughs> Look, why's up? <laughs> oh, they just get paid. More. I was going to say because there's a lot of money. You know, but chippies get freaking good money though. So. Oh, we do, but we we got a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Um, everyone looks to us for everything when we're on site, um, and we got to carry a lot of stuff. I find I think for what we do, there's just so many tools that we've got to carry. Whereas you know you can literally be a sparky, hold a pair of pliers and a drill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's probably why. Because here in Melbourne, do you actually stand the you stand the frames as well for the walls, don't you? Yeah, in Melbourne we're pretty the much there. Well, do yes. the whole house. The whole thing. So yeah. um, sometimes we'll even be there for the set out at the start um, and then, yeah, from pretty much there to right to the end. Yeah, right. There. So, um, yeah, we stand the walls. Sometimes if you do a prefab, then we'll be just standing walls. You're pretty much like a jigsaw. Whereas if you're doing um, stick frame, you're basically building the walls on site and then standing them um, like a bit more old school. Yeah. Yeah, because back in Perth, it's pretty much double brick double most brick of the time, everywhere. so it's definitely different. <laughs> That's why you're bricky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then um, the people, like majority of the steel frames that we do have, they're different again to the roof. So yeah, yeah, also well, a different way of building over there. Yeah, yeah, um, just to here. But have you ever done any work in Perth? No, I've been to Perth um, more for some like bunning stuff, but uh, <laughs> no, I've never done any work over there. <laughs> All right, so what's it like working with your brother? Working with my brother, Matt, um, it is <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, it's hard, I find, with family because, look, I love my brother and, um, like, he's he's a, he's a great – he's got a great heart. Um, but just, you know, um, sometimes if you don't – he's not someone's not doing something the way you would do it or whatever, I find it's a lot more challenging, actually, if they're your family because mm. you don't want to 
Um, I find if they're not your family, you 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 have less of a you actually have more of a filter. Um, yeah. Was that right? Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, with my brother, I, I try not to you know, be too hard on him, or you know, you, you sort of give him a bit more leeway. I find. Mm. Um, whereas that could be the opposite for some people. Some people are actually harder on their brother, yeah. but um, I guess my expectations are quite high and that's something I, I've yeah. tried to work on myself over the years. I know I've tried to understand that not everyone's going to be like me. Not everyone's going to have that sort of drive or that um, commitment, you know, because mm. he's just, you know, he works for me. Um, but we, we try to work together. I try to keep it as more of a partnership, but at the end I'm sort of, you know, I'm the boss, but... Has its challenges it's at times. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have my brother working with me at the moment because um, when I came back from holidays, I didn't really have any team. So I was like, my brother's, he quit his job to then just come work with me for the rest of the year so that he can um, go on a couple of holidays. Like he's here in Melbourne, actually. He's going to the races tomorrow. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, he, yeah, he was like, I'll just come labor for you just for the rest of the year. And I was like, yeah, sweet. Oh my God. <laughs> it has it? definitely been a freaking challenge. I'll tell you that much. Oh, it's just, <laughs> it's hard to explain unless you do it. Um, it's like living with your family and stuff. Yeah. Like um, working is, is completely different dynamic. Yeah. But so. it's like the little thing. So I, I'll tell him to do something and then, so like, okay, let's just say he's putting on sunscreen. <laughs> And there's so many little things. He was like, like 10 minutes to put on sunscreen. And I'll like watch him for like two minutes. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm putting on sunscreen. Like fully just goes off at me. And I'm like, just, there's Don't like worry. little it things. Sounds like me and Matt. So oh, yeah. um, I'll look, he's like, why are you doing it like that? Or why are you doing this? And then Stupid things. It, yeah. it's just the, um, the, obviously it's the same thing. It's the dynamic of, he sees me, obviously he sees me as my brother. Yeah. He doesn't see me as like a boss or, mm. or whatnot, or being in charge. You know, yeah. he does, but he doesn't have the. The respect, respect I guess. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what it yeah. Is. which is only natural. Like I've never, I've never sort of held that against him because at the end of the day, we're we're brothers, and I'm the same towards him sometimes yeah. too. I'll, I'll treat him a little bit differently. It's fine if you understand each other though. Yeah, he's like, like I quit. Oh, don't worry, we've had <laughs> we've had times where you know there was one day on site we had an argument about something completely not even about work, and because um, we had different sort of political yeah. views, and um, he didn't talk to me the whole day. The whole day did not talk to me. Yeah, until I hit myself in the head with a hammer and nearly knocked myself out. He had to talk to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate that when you go off at them, you're angry at them, and then you fall over or something? Yeah, it was, just, yeah, it was one of those days. But um, look, now nah, I love him to death, and um, yeah, like I said, has its challenges, but wouldn't change anything. Yeah, no, that's awesome. At least you guys are still quite strong and working together still now as well. Yeah, look, we've been working together a long time, and you can't work with someone for that long and not have its ups and downs. Mm. Um, you know, and I'm sure you know Matt appreciates me, and I appreciate it, you know everything he does for me. So. Um, I think that's what it is, mutual respect and appreciating each other, not trying to take each other for, for granted. I think that's um, really important. Yep. And you mentioned to me just before you've got a apprentice on site now as well. Yeah. So how big's your team at the moment? Uh, I've only got two. Uh, at one point in my business, I had 15. Oh, wow. And look, I was young, so I was probably 25 when I had like a lot of people and I was just trying to do too much myself. Mm. And um, end up going a little bit pear-shaped, I'll be honest. Um, probably because, yeah, for that reason, I wasn't um, – I made some poor decisions in my business where I probably kept one person I shouldn't have kept because they were friends, you mm. know, and, like, I didn't keep the best worker and, like, it was just a few things, that I, decisions that I made and, and not trying to get someone else in to help in things that I – because when you, wear, you, know, you run your own business, you, you try and do so many things yep. and you can't. You can't wear too many hats. You've yep. got to be sort of working on it or in it and that's one thing I've learnt. Um, and that's why I'm pretty happy with just the way things are going, just a couple of people and yeah, yeah, just 
Keeping it simple. Yep. I um, went through a period of that as well. I had about, I think it was like five or six of us at one point. And like, I think, yeah, it's definitely a learning curve as well. You, you have to do it and learn from it, but it's, it gets freaking stressful. Like 15, I don't know how you did that, but that's. Oh, just cause I, I never had any issues getting the work and I always just, yeah. oh, I'm taking, taking, I'll just get extra people. And back, you know, we're talking at least 10 years ago, um, label was a little bit easier to get, but I probably didn't have the right people. I just sort of just needed to get it done. Um, and identifying which clients needed, which sort of, there's so many like in a trade, people don't realize it is quite complicated. And, you know, you've got different jobs that you've got to do to different standards as much as an Australian standard, like we're doing a job at the moment, which the client's really fussy. And we know that we have to do that really to a high degree. Mm. And there's some stuff where people don't want to spend the money and they don't want that level of, of detail. So it's knowing those little things, you know, yeah, okay, yeah. everyone wants to do everything to the highest standard, but not everyone wants to pay for it. Yeah. That's so one you, thing I've learned over the years. Yeah. yeah. Do you work for like a few different like builders then as well? Yeah. So all, mainly it. private clients, but we do, um, different, different builders and stuff that need, yeah. need, um, need a chop out here and there. So, you know, the guys have been working on as a labor hire almost while I've been doing some, um, interstate work. So, um, some retail stuff yeah. has been a challenge trying to find trades in different States, but. Yeah, okay. What's this for? Uh, it was a, a tyre company. So I've done all their showrooms in Melbourne and they asked me to do some interstate. So okay. just more as project management. So I don't do too much on the tools, only when I need to. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's been a bit of a eye opener getting up. Um, because I've got some really great trades in Melbourne and going into state, Queensland and Adelaide. Um, I found it a, a bit of a challenge. Yeah, right. So were you planning to have a few different teams around then or? Um, well, that was just one thing that just came up. The client asked me to do it. So I was like, oh, well, okay. they, they pay me. So <laughs> Yeah, go. right. That's all right. Because <laughs> obviously getting paid in our industry is another, another thing. What are some things that shock you about your trade that you have encountered? I think lately, lately the, the safety thing is the one that shocks me the most in terms of every time I go onto site now, like, I think it's really important. People underestimate how actually important it is. And that's probably the one thing that shocked me the most in recent times, knowing like for everything we know about hearing and um, masks and yeah, all that sort of yeah. stuff. Like my guys, I drill into and make sure there's always safety on site. But there's so many places I go into now that young kids or even older guys that just don't wear any. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I've learned the hard way. I've sometimes like even my hearing now, because I was, I've been doing it 20 years. I think the last sort of five, six, seven years we've really sort of started taking it really seriously. And I think that's one thing that shocked me the most at the moment is that people actually aren't taking it as seriously, as seriously as they should be. So if I had any advice to anyone that was young getting into the trade is don't take it for granted because it can change so quick. You know what I mean? I don't know about what your sort of thoughts are, but that's for me, that's one of the things that's really shocked me in recent times. Yeah. Well, when it comes to health and safety in the aspect like that, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, the same with mixing mud. Like no one really wears dust masks, but you should. I mean, I, when I put my mixes on, I definitely turn away from the wind as well. Like yeah, yeah. And I hold my breath. I don't breathe it in. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've seen some TikToks as well where guys have been cutting bricks and they have not, they literally just put the grinder on it. No earmuffs, nothing. And I'm just like that. It literally hurts my ears just watching it. Oh, I just, like, yeah. What is this? I, I just wish I could speak to myself 20 years ago and say, hey, don't worry about what, what, what the stigma is around it. Don't worry about, you know, yeah. people say you're a wuss or whatever it yeah. is, put it on because, yeah. you know, my dad, he's 70, he's in his 70s and he's nearly deaf. Like I look yeah. at him and go, well, I hope that's not me, you know, and plus the injuries over the years, you know. Mm. I yell at my boys when they don't put like earmuffs or anything like that on, like, because, well, 
me personally, I'm going to put earmuffs on whenever I can. And then like, this is like when it comes to cutting or knocking, like say if we're knocking down a wall or something like that, then yeah. And then I'll see boys not doing it. And I'm like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. I know like it's, it's a sort of a serious subject, but yeah, it's one thing honestly that has shocked me that knowing everything you know, um, that it's not getting driven more in terms mm. of, I understand when we're going to get stuff done quick and whatever, but yeah, I don't think we should, I think it should needs to be more emphasis on it, especially for the young kids. Yeah, yeah, and it's something that you should be implementing from an early state, early day as well. I guess back at like generations ago, like yeah, there was never as much safety. Like people were doing work in their thongs, but we've come such a long way. We should definitely be implementing it a lot more now. It's funny saying saying cutting the bricks. I saw a video yesterday of a guy cutting a. I'm cutting a brick with, with no shoes on, holding it with his foot. <laughs> Ew, are you serious? Oh, my God. I had a profile drop on my foot the other day and I had my steel caps on. But you know how the steel cap only covers, like, your toes? Yeah, yeah I guess you It hit foot. me just above my... And I've literally oh. got, like, a lump on my foot now from where the profile fell oh, on yeah, it. And I'm no. like, oh, so annoying. <laughs> so you were on House Rules. Um, how did you get into that, I guess, Sully? Um, Well, it's... Probably a story you wouldn't expect. I, I bought a house in um, Thornbury. Um, it was just a family house and the real estate agent actually, no, the Channel 7 rang the real estate agent and said, oh, who bought the house? Would they be interested in going on house rules? Because it's a really hard show to cast because you need the, the person and then you also need the house. Yeah, true, yep. So um, so they gave me the number. I rang, I rang them and um, we spoke to them and, yeah, literally within a week we were on the show. I rang Matt. I said, hey, how do you feel about being on, on, on TV? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, oh, house rules are rang. Do you want to go on? So the um, show actually cut off entries that day. So that day we actually had to do our little video we send in. We still have to do an application. So we did yeah. the application video and they rang us back and said, yeah, that's, yep, we'll get you on. We just want the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we love oh, you wow. guys. Yeah. So, oh, um, cool. So do you, did you ever fear that reality TV would show a negative connection of your trade? Um, I think I was always worried about how you're perceived because you just don't know mm. being coming in from just being a tradesman and then getting on TV is you're always worried about how, what do you say and, and whatnot. Um, I think with that show, we weren't, we tried to expose our skills as much as we can. Yeah. We wanted to show a positive thing from being able to work with your hands. Um, so I wasn't really afraid of the trade being displayed negatively, but I was worried about us <laughs> shown in a negative space, but yeah. look, I think um, in the end it was okay. We just were ourselves and yeah, um, tried to have fun. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, what are some things that they don't tell you prior to being on TV that you may have encountered? So, um, I guess yes, behind the scenes things that uh, behind the scenes, I like, guess there's little things like on the show. You know, it's seven days. Um, but it's actually more like 10 because the first two, three days of filming, you know what I mean? You're not really doing anything. There's a lot of, oh, okay, yep. you know, standing in a, I think the first time we did a, um, like when you get your, the, the judges and you stand in the studio, that was like 14 hours, um, like just standing there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, it did get better as the show went on, but I think a lot of that stuff was the stuff you, you just don't know until you actually do it. Yeah, right. Um, and then, you know, knowing that everything is heard. So like when you've got a, a microphone on, um, if you're standing 200 meters away, they can hear everything. So you got to be really mindful. So I, like, I got to the point set. where I just, you just take it, you just unplug it yeah. and then forget to plug it back in. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's probably the one thing. Yeah, it's knowing that everyone is actually listening all the time. Did you ever get in trouble for anything? Yeah. Oh, no, nah, I don't. A few, a few people got into trouble for like leaving and going like back into state. If we had a day off, 
few people got like because you weren't actually allowed to go anywhere or tell it like without telling Channel Seven. Okay, yeah. So a few people, um, yeah, got into trouble for just leaving and not telling them. But no, nah, I think we we're we're all pretty good. I think. Yeah, tried to follow the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? There was someone on. Oh, it's one of the shows. I can't remember. It was last time I was in Melbourne. They were saying the the two boys. I feel like it might have been Love Island. They completely just like fucked off the show and they went to the pub, always to the cast and went out one night. No, it was one of the, I think it was the block. Um, They went out partying all night that night, but they ended up winning the house for that week. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then everyone, like all the contestants were like hell pissed off because they were like out partying in the town. And yeah, then right. they went back on the show and they won. They were like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are some highlights of being featured on TV? I guess when it comes to personal life or business? Um, the highlights for me uh, were probably, uh, look, I used to do a lot of stuff for um, Bunnings behind the scenes um, before even House Rules came along. Um, but the flow on from that was like just getting stuff like live appearances at Bunnings. I thought it was really fun. It was really fun. Like you have to meet so many people. You get paid mm-hmm. um, for your time. Um, I thought the weirdest thing was was when you walk into a place and people sort of, Look at you, and they're like, it was not so that they recognised. Oh, you're Tim from House Rules. It was like I know that guy. Yeah, it was, that and it was really face. weird. Yeah. Like, you know, it was good in a way, but it was kind of weird. Like you walk in, people look at you. I know that guy from somewhere. But um, yeah, I think just the Bunning side was probably my favourite side. Going in and doing that sort of DIY um, visits and, and getting to meet so many different people. That was probably. Um, but then COVID ruined it. So because when it sort of COVID came, yeah. it all stopped. But um, for me, that was probably the highlight, actually, to be honest. Yeah. And you were saying before that you did lots of stuff with Bunnings prior, so that would have just helped out a lot more Yeah, yeah, well. so I did stuff off camera for yeah. Bunnings, yeah. and I had a good relationship with them because they're actually a really great – their marketing team's great. They're full of great people. Um, and, yeah, just that that whole getting on, on camera did help that a little bit in terms of being recognised by them, and then all of a sudden you get some more opportunities. Did a few little – me and Matt did a few online series, you know, did a few ads for them or different companies. So that was probably the – the best part about it. Um, what does your day-to-day r- routine look like being a chippy and coming home to your loved ones? Um, getting up early, as you know, as being a tradie, obviously we're always up early and gone. Mm. Um, coming home is obviously the best part of your day with, with your family. Like you're obviously in a trade, you there's so many different personalities you deal with every day that make yeah. it either stressful or they can sometimes make it a great day, but more often more stressful. So when you come home and you've got a family, it just it takes all that away. So no matter what you have throughout the day, if it's a hard day or whatever, when you come home to your family, I think it just it just washes all that away. So, What do you do when you have a really hard day's worth of work? Let's just say you had the shittest day, you're in a shit mood and you go home and you've got your wife and kids to go home to. How do you not bring that stress home with you or do you? Um, <laughs> it depends on the level. I'm pretty good with stress. Yeah. Um, I have had some times over the, you know, over the years where it's been really bad. Mm. Um, but um, now I think, oh, I don't know. I think it just, it just takes it away. So you're just trying to separate that from work. If you have a really bad day, I often go quiet. So when I come home and I've had a really bad day, I'm, I'm just probably not, I'm just a bit more quiet, I suppose, yeah. than I would normally be. Um, but it's just so hard to take it home when your kids come home and, you, you know, son runs out. He's like, Daddy, you know, like it's hard. As I said, it just washes a lot of that away. Yeah, I was going to say, that's really cute yeah. though because when you come home in that situation, yeah, it just instantly changes your mind. It makes you forget mind. about your day, Yeah, um, oh, that's lovely. And then when you go to bed, then you start thinking about it again. But, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Stay up all night. Yeah. yeah, okay, cool. So do you ever feel the extreme pressure to show your best line of work 
whilst you well, have now been on house rules, like, do you feel like if you're meeting clients and they recognize you, do you feel like that has like more pressure on the job? Um, uh, I don't think, no, I don't think it does. I think at the end of the day, people uh, are quite perceptive and they, they'll accept you for who you are at the end of the day. Like they'll meet you. You do get, there's a bit of a stigma when you're on TV, you know, they might have more expectations, but mm. you just live up to your expectations of what, um, I feel like when me and Matt were on TV and all the stuff that we've done, we've just been ourselves. So there's been nothing real fake about it. Yeah. So for me, just being ourselves and, and, and just being ourselves day to day, um, it hasn't really sort of changed anything, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So you're like confident enough in your work and everything as yeah. well to not have to put that extra I think pressure you've got to be confident. Yeah, you've got to be confident in your own ability. Um, and you just don't. One thing I one thing I did learn is you just be honest. So like if you if you can't do something or it's not something that you're, you know, um, if you're not like capable capable of yeah. or you haven't had much experience, I'm just honest about it. So mm. like, oh, I haven't actually done much of this before. Yeah. And then you bring someone else in or you look into it or you just don't do it. Like mm. <laughs> sort of, um, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I do that a lot as well. Like I've had a lot of people hit me up for like some private jobs at home, whether it's like renovations and stuff. And I'm just like, look, I most of my work is building brand new houses. I've done like a couple of boundary walls and stuff, but when it comes to like knocking down houses that are like, or knocking down walls and like that are re already existing, I'm like, yeah, I lack a bit of knowledge in that. So I'm not going to just go smash someone's wall down. Well, that's where we've sort of specialized. We don't do much new stuff. We all, my whole career has been mainly renovation. doing renovation yeah, work, right, which okay. is, a com as you know, it's completely different. Yeah, it is. It's so different. Working with old and um, trying to make old look great is, is, yeah. a, is a skill in itself. Yeah. So. Um, I think it's a really important skill to learn. It just helps you with problem solving. So like, I think that's where, yeah, if you can do a bit of everything and try and get, even if you don't know, it's like getting, getting, in, um, getting in with someone that does a lot of it and trying to team up and actually doing a few projects like that, because mm. it actually does help your, um, even in your day to day, even if you're doing new builds, it, you'll start to see things a little bit different as well and how you attack. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah. Even you do complicated new builds, they're still Problem solving. Like, there's still ways. You're oh still yeah, there's still lots to it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I know that I like during my apprenticeship we did like a few little jobs here and there. Like it was a lot of weekend work for me. Um, but obviously I was just an apprentice, so I never actually really learned a lot. But I know that you can't just bash down a wall because you don't know what electrics are there and if there's um a beam like a roof a timber beam in the roof. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's so much more to it. But that's like my goal as well. I'm planning to move over here. Like eastern side whether yeah. it's like here or more gold coast way yeah, right. um <laughs> next year sorry and i'm gonna be i want to jump on with someone and like learn a lot more because it's so different here especially compared to perth as well oh Even yeah just... like i think it gets a the east coast obviously a little bit more similar as you go up like the build processes i think the north more north you get it changes a little bit more mm. but um obviously down down here's and sydney's all pretty pretty similar yeah um but uh, i think yeah look if i was gonna, you gotta go to melbourne don't you <laughs> there's so much more here yeah? yeah. Okay. Well, I'll come here then in summer, yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as it starts getting more like cold well, and wet, then I'll go. Up I had a friend. She was. Gold Coast. <laughs> I had a friend. She lived in Melbourne, and then they've just moved back to Perth. She was originally from Perth. Okay. And um, yeah, it's always talked about the weather, but uh, Melbourne's weather's not that bad. Like I, I, I've been doing a lot of stuff in Brisbane, and I find you don't often get a break. Like here, you at least get a break from the heat. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, well that's true. Yeah, and it's when it's fifteen degrees, I don't I don't find that really cold. So. I'd actually rather be working in 15, 20 degrees than working in 30 to 35. I was doing a job last week in Brisbane. It was 35 degrees. I'm literally, I was mixing something and it was actually, my sweat was watering yeah. it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I noticed that the other day when I was laying bricks, 
because it was like 37 and all my sweat was just like falling onto the mud board. And I'm like, this is lovely. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> but no, nah, I prefer the heat. Like I hate the cold, but it's more the, it's more the fact of the rain. Cause you just get a lot more rain here though. Oh, or is Sydney it not gets that more bad? rain, I reckon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And when, when it, in Queensland, <laughs> when it rains, it rains. Like yeah, it's not, true. um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think for me, what, is in Melbourne outweighs the weather. Like there's just so much things, so many great things to do here. Food's great, coffee's great. You go and go into Queensland. It's You're like, me now. <laughs> yeah, it's just the yeah. You know, do you follow footy? Not a lot. No. I've been getting into it a bit, but like you like sport, Melbourne. Like it's yeah, yeah it's a great. Like I said there's so much. There's always something going on. You know, you get in the Mornington Peninsula in the summer. Like it's great beaches. Mm. Yeah, you got wineries. You got golf courses. It's like very true. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to do here. Yeah. So, okay, I guess going back to, like, house rules now, what was it like working with everyone who was on the show as well? I guess all the other teams that you were, like, competing with. Um, I think when you put in that situation, uh, I think it's really hard to work out who's genuine, who's not genuine. Yeah. Um, and I think you just take it as it comes. But everyone is so many different personalities. So and everyone's got their own goal, like, at the end of the day. And on house rules, I will say that most of the teams were actually – pretty great to work with. There mm-hmm. wasn't really too much fighting, which I don't think Channel, Channel 7 liked. We always tried to, each team did try and work with each other, which was kind of like a breath of fresh air because obviously a lot of the um, reality, not that I watch much of it, but a lot of the reality TV shows is always drama. It's always about yeah, the drama. It is, yeah. So I don't think Channel 7 liked the fact that we're all like sort of getting along and trying to help each other out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it was kind of it was kind of good in that way because I don't know how I would go on some of the like, you know, the blocks and all that when they um, – we got all that drama and stuff that happens. Yeah. So what were, like, you obviously went into it because you bought your house. Were, did you have any expectations then going on to the show? Were you kind of just like, oh, I'll just wing it? You never <laughs> believe it. I walked into Channel 7 the first day <laughs> and the head um, producer, uh, executive producer asked, oh, who anyone hasn't watched it? And I, I'd never watched yeah. an episode. So I had no idea. I had a bit of a, someone explained it to me, but I'd actually never watched an episode going in. I'd never seen it before. So yeah. I didn't only know the sort of premise of the show, but I had no idea. Mm. No, it's, it's interesting when you do things like that and then, yeah, you don't. And then it's like a lot of things. Everyone's already watched it, but, and then you kind of know what to expect. But when you're like, someone's brand new. It's very good. I think it's good I that we hadn't, because we, we might've You don't have been, expectations. Yeah, though. we had no expectations. Yeah. So we didn't, neither, neither, neither me or Matt had ever, ever watched it. So we're like, let's not watch it and just yeah. roll with it. And it was um, probably the best thing we did. Yeah. Just made, really fun, good. just made it like a fun experience. So do you find that you have ever been perceived differently in your personal or life work since being in the public eye? I don't, I don't think so. I, 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 I don't actually know, to be honest. I think. Yeah. Um, do you find your life's pretty like back to normal, back to regularity now? Now it is, yeah. yeah. Look, it did. It was quite, you know, it was exciting and obviously at you had time. Like, yeah, at its peak time. And I remember sitting at the footy and um, – we popped up on the screen like so we're actually at the football and then the ad for house rules actually popped up oh. on the big screen <laughs> and everyone's sort of looking at me um so it was pretty funny but um yeah i think yeah everything's sort of back to normal now yeah. some people do like literally last week where was i um a few people recognized me randomly i just didn't it doesn't happen as often now yeah, yeah. um but Is I didn't realise it was actually still a pretty popular show so yeah well they haven't made a few seasons now anyway have they no, so our one, one, there was our one, and then um, I think Joe Griggs left and Jamie Jury took over, and then that was the last season. And I think now Channel 7 are filming another um, show, but it's different, premise, okay. like similar, but it's different. Yeah, yeah. right. 
So what is some advice that you would give to any individuals that are looking to get into the same trade as you? Uh, into carpentry, uh, yeah. become, like I said, become an electrician or a plumber. <laughs> Try that <laughs> out first. That brick work too. <laughs> yeah. um, look, I just don't think you get, look, I think, like I said, the great thing about carpentry is you get to make things. Um, so if you just want to be um, someone that just goes and just does a trade for the sake of being a tradesman, look, carpentry is probably not, probably not the one. Um, it is probably the easier one to get into, but um, yeah, I think, I don't know, I think you just got to love Pick a trade that you love. Mm. So like if you love making things and you like stepping back and going, wow, like look what we've done, then carpentry is the one for you. Whereas if you just don't care, then be a, be a sparky or a plumber. Um, you can make just as much money being a chippy if you're, if you're smart. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's obviously a bit harder. So a bit harder on your body. And the, yeah, it is. You know, I've, got, I've had plenty of injuries and, you know, backs and knees and shot myself that many times with a nail gun. Yeah, how do you go with that? Um, <laughs> well, I actually pinned all those... I shot one right through there. Like went right through with a high pressure nail gun when I was oh, an apprentice. Yuck. Yeah, missed all the bones. It just and the other end of the nail was sticking out there. So That's um, popped. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, look, my advice is yeah, if just pick pick carpentry if that's something that you, that that attracts you to it. The fact yeah. that you can actually stand back and say, hey, I did that. And if you want to be a builder, that's the best. Yeah, that's the best um, pathway to it. Um, yeah, because you get to learn. You actually start to learn about. Like I know a lot of stuff about plumbing and electrical and all that sort of stuff as a carpenter because you're sort of you're around all of it. So mm. like with a with an electrician, you're basically just worried about electrical, plumbing. You're pretty much just worried about plumbing. So with carpentry, I think it's just great because you you sort of get that start to finish. Yeah, you do. You're um, building like the foundation of the house. Yeah, and you get to learn all facets of facets of building. Um, yeah, even brickwork. You you get to learn about it all. So, mm. um, so how do you deal with the burnout of being in a, like such physical jobs, do you find that you're still doing like a lot of the physical labor or is that more down to the apprentices and the other boys now? Um, I've, like I said, I've had a lot of injuries over the years. Yeah. So my body um, hasn't uh, coped with it as well as some of the others. Um, but so now I pick and choose kind of what I do. So I've, like I've been doing it 20 years, so it does take its toll. So yeah, a lot of the younger guys will do the digging and, and all that sort of stuff. I hate digging. So yeah, <laughs> straight to them. <laughs> uh, but I don't mind getting physical, but from me, for me on a day to day, it's the, at the point now I just, my body, I do go Take to the gym now well. a lot just to try and keep my body yeah. moving. Um, I found that's helped me heaps. Yeah. Um, that's something I'm so big on as I well. I did get to a point where I was, I'm still carrying a bit too much weight, but I did get to the point where I was just carrying way too much weight and I lost a fair bit and it, it, that helped as well. So I think keeping your weight off as a tradesman is really important too, because yeah. it just helps you mobility and stretching's good too. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a struggle. Like it's not easy. As a bricklayer, you'd know, like yeah, <laughs> most bricklayers only worked all about 38. So. Yeah. No, no. Um, that's why I'm like huge on the gym as well, because like you're doing the same repetitive, especially in bricklaying. Like you're probably a bit more everywhere. Um, but like with bricklaying, you're literally just laying bricks, same yeah, repetitive movement all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually so. think that's probably one of the things that, even as a carpenter, like gripping, like is really oh, sort of, you know, like hammering. And I find that's kind of. Yeah, that kills um, me. It kills, yeah. It's... I actually got acupuncture on my hand. Uh, it was actually before I went on holidays. I think you put the needles up here though. Yeah, yeah. Um, they normally do through. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And oh my God, my hand was just so sore. I don't know. I was like, I literally was saying to everyone, I was like, I've got arthritis in my hand. <laughs> like I'm getting off the tools, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying already. How old are you now? <laughs> 24. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> so um, what, um, have you, have you ever had any injuries, injuries that have stopped you from working? Yeah, I fractured um, fractured my back when I was eighteen at work. How did you do that? You didn't fall uh, through, did you? I fell. Um, not a wall for me. 
Oh, really? He had a wolf on me and it had like massive lintels and I fell on the other frame. <gasps> oh, had, like, shit. And I had like anterior wedging of discs and stuff. It, uh, but back then I just, I, it hurt and I got up and kept working. Like, because back then it was like, you looked like a wuss if you, yeah, well, yeah, you know, true. even though I was in pain, I just kept going. And then it started to you know, affect a lot of things. Like my, I tried to play football, couldn't play football, couldn't do a lot of things. Then I had to go back and try and get, get it all sorted out because I just was stupid. I just should have stopped and gone, no, I've mm. hurt myself. Get it fixed. So um, that took that took a long time to. I still have issues with my back now, but the gym, I'm um, just strengthening a lot of stuff around around your back and losing yeah. the weight has it really really helped it. Uh, what to do? I ruptured my patella tendon. Um, that was from footy because I had um, after I had like uh, tendonitis. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, a few years later, I just ruptured the tendon, which wasn't great. I've shot myself. Yep. Um, Fell off a, I fell off a roof. I got a bloke pushed me off a roof actually. Yeah, don't, I can't say we. <laughs> I, talk, I spoke to him again, but um, and I landed on a bricky scaffold. I landed right on my oh. hip. Oh, and I went to hospital. I thought I broke my hip, but um, it was just real bad bruising and really? stuff. So, um, I've had a lot of injuries over the years, but I, you know what the ones that annoy me the most what? at the now, like when you just hit your head on a nail or you just nick yourself. I don't- for some reason now, they they seriously, that makes me want to quit. Like, I'm just like. I know, it does. There's little things you're like, oh. Um, the amount of times I've, like, waxed my shins on the pro- oh, plumbing freelays. <laughs> oh, my God. They literally, I'm just like, nah, it's broken. I'm going home. I feel like I must be, like, have sensitive shins or something because, yeah, I just knock them now and they're like, yeah. this makes me want to quit. I'm like, yeah, no, it does. I don't have the resistance anymore. <laughs> no, I just had enough, but. Yeah, it's funny how your mindset changed. Back in the day, you just hit something, but now, like, literally just get a little cut or cut yourself on a tile, or, you know, now I'm just gloves, put it all on. I'm like, I yeah. just don't want to get, <laughs> don't want to get hurt. Oh my God. No. Yeah, I don't think I've actually really had anything like being too. Oh, actually, do you know what? I've had a brick fall on my head once and I had to get stitches. Oh, that wouldn't have tickled. Yeah. No, I like blacked out for a second. Yeah, right. So I was literally, I was the same as you, though. I went on the floor and they're like, you all right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Like I fully blacked out for like a second. Yeah. And then I was fine. And then I just saw all this blood just starting to piss down. And then I was like, <laughs> no, nah, I'm not okay. <laughs> but, Unless your hair covers that though. Like it's not so bad. At least you know what? Again, like the, yeah. <laughs> I didn't cry. But then when I went to the hospital, because then they, had, they were like, oh, we might have to shave a bit of your head to put the stitches in. And yeah. I, that's when I started crying. I was like, you're not shaving my fucking head. Thank <laughs> God they back. didn't. Yeah, no, it was literally right at the top of you. Yeah, but it'll grow back. <laughs> Came no. around the right way, you'd yeah, be right. No. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it was funny, like you were saying, like hit in the head. What I was saying before, I hit myself in the face with a hammer. It was actually one of those like Fat Max ones with the, um, it's got like a you know, crowbar on the end. It was yeah, quite yeah. heavy. And I was like levering something and it swung back and hit me straight in the face. And I swear, I nearly knocked, I think I, I don't know if I knocked myself out, but I was like dazed. I can't mm. believe how actually hard I hit myself. And after that, I've never done the same thing again. I was like wedging and it just slipped and it like flicked up and. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. They're the worst. I don't use that one anymore. <laughs> I've never used it since. <laughs> I know. I, when I do shit like that, I just, I don't even know. I put my body in some weird positions just so I make sure I do not hit myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just silly and just, no, nah, I can do it. And, yeah. Yeah. What's worse is um like jumping off scaffold. Oh my God, that hurts your back. Oh, jumping off. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, like oh, I yell at the boys whenever they do it on my sites. I'm like, you are not jumping off scaffold. And they jump off. I'm like, one, your knees, two, your back. Mm. <laughs> oh, I like step yeah. down. Young <laughs> and dumb. <laughs> um, all right. So now stepping away from the side of things, you were mentioning you go to the gym. Is there anything else you do to stay, like, I guess, mentally and physically fit? Um, I used to love dirt bikes. I don't do that anymore. Oh, yeah. But um, just, I think, doing stuff like going to the gym or um, I just – 
getting your mind away from work, just mm. doing stuff that you enjoy. I've got an old car, but I have to just jump in and go for a cruise and listen to music and somewhere where you're sort of not thinking about things. That's what I used to love, like getting on the Harley or getting on the dirt bike where that's the only thing you think about. You're not thinking about work. You're not thinking about anything else. You're literally just almost like free on the on the bike. You know what I mean? That's that's one thing I, I love. I'm actually thinking about buying another bike, to be honest. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just love it. Yeah, yeah. I just miss it so much. Wait for my son to get a little bit older. I can give him a little peewee 15 and we can go riding. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, my brother wants to sell his bike and I was like, I'll buy your bike because he's going to get a new one. Yeah. So we can just go riding together. Yeah, I think cool. it'd be great. Yeah, it's good fun. I've always wanted one. I've just never done it. Yeah, every year, because um, I go to one of the mates owns Doherty's in Brunswick um, and they have a, a Australia Day ride every year. And now uh, I haven't got a bike at the moment, but I'm going to have to borrow one because I hate missing it because it's so much fun. Like there's just so many people rocking up and I don't have ever been around when there's like, you know, 50, 100 Harleys start yeah. up. It's like the whole ground shakes. It's yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. It's I wish it was an experience. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, when I was in Texas, because you don't really see any bikies anymore because you're not allowed to. Oh, I, I don't know what it's like actually in Victoria. I don't know. You're not allowed to in I think if you've WA. got if you've got patches, I think you can only yeah. ride in like twos or something. Yeah. But I think if you've got organized rides or you've got, um, there's not, not gang, like, you know, bikey gang related, I think, don't think it matters. We yeah, ride right. in groups of 10, 20. Yeah. I don't actually think they're allowed that in WA. I haven't seen it in ages anyway. Yeah. Right. But, um, but you might I'll, not be allowed to here, but I think they yeah, still do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I was in Texas, we got off the um, bus and the first thing, there was literally like, I swear, like 150 bikies at the hotel we were staying at. And yeah. they're all outside and they're just staring. And then all of a sudden they just um, turned their bikes on and there's like hundreds of them just going. I was like, this is sick. The sound it was is so like, good. Yeah, unreal. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. And like, yeah. I love that, like, you know, it has like a little like tribe. And I was yeah, like, yeah. we was not allowed to do that here anymore. I was like, bikies are fucking, if they're not harming anyone, they're all right. <laughs> yeah, there's bad ones, but there's some yeah, that, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so on my story, I posted a couple questions for people to write in for you. I got some really weird ones. <laughs> so, oh, share them. <laughs> the first one's actually right. Um, so what made you apply and participate in House Rules? Guys, we've already kind of covered that in the show. So yeah, yeah, we'll fine. leave that one. Um, this one, can you provide CPR? <laughs> uh, yeah, I am CPR trained. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I have to update it, but I, yeah, I, yeah, have, I am CPR trained. I actually need to yeah. do mine as well. Yeah. Um, what kind of music do you like? I'm actually, <laughs> I've listened to the same music for a long, long time. I'm probably punk rock. Um, don't mind a bit of metal. Yep. Yeah, I'm not into the, the my brother, his favourite song doesn't even have words in it. Yeah. So like, that's how different we are. I know. He thinks all my music sounds the same. I think all his music sounds the same. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just love yeah, punk rock, metal, yeah. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. We all like the old school stuff. Yeah, Metallica. I'm the same though as well. Yeah. I like shit that I can actually sing to. Yeah, I like, look. I don't, it, music's music. I just listen to what makes me feel good at yeah. the end of the day. And yeah. if it's punk rock and he doesn't like it or you don't like it, at the end of the day, it's, it makes me feel good. Yeah. So, I just like um, go through like days and I'm like, you can put the music on today. It's weird. I actually, I actually listened to one of the bands I've been listening to since I was um, like 15, like since high school. And um, there was a, there was a, um, when we were young tour in America, they're doing, and it's like literally every band that I listened to when I was like 15, 16, they're all come back together. And my wife wouldn't let me go. <laughs> she tried to let it go. I was in Vegas. She wouldn't let me oh, go. Oh, in Vegas. She wouldn't let me go. So oh, I'm my God. Yeah. When was that? I think it just gone. I think I just had it about yeah, right. two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I want to be able to do is if there's something amazing like that and I can fly to Vegas, I'm just going to go to Vegas. Yeah. 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 Oh, look, it's. Later down the track. I don't, hold her, I don't, hold, her, I don't hold her against her. You know, obviously there's costs in it. And then, yeah, exactly. You know, that's the thing. She's never been to Vegas. And, um, oh, the Vegas lot, is so good. Yeah, have never, you been? No, nah, I've, I've got it actually tattooed on my. Um, the Vegas Why would you have a tattoo you haven't been? Oh, it's, <laughs> a, it's a theme. It's a theme. Um, 
Yeah, everyone asked me that. But, yeah, because I've got life to gamble and um, why not put the gambling capital on there? I wanted to have things to put on there and in the end I said, I'll just put the Vegas. Yeah. The Vegas sign, so. Because I did a Kentucky in America and um, some one of the, like, two of the boys got Vegas baby, like, tattooed on them. And right. I was like, if I was with them at the time, I've got no tattoos. Yeah. I definitely would have got that, though. Yeah, right. And I'm like, I'm always like, nah, I'm not going to get a tattoo. But if I was in Vegas at the time they got their tattoos, I definitely would have yeah. got one. Like, <laughs> Vegas is good. It's definitely on my bucket, bucket list to go. Yeah. Um, I'm just spewing. I missed that. I really wanted to go to that, comp, yeah. that, that um, festival. But I'm not really, like, go to that many festivals and whatnot, but that was one I wanted to go to. Yeah. Even good things here, with I think they had... Um, it's not usually not too bad, but uh, yeah. but you have to go to Vegas. America's great. One day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> next year, just do it. <laughs> yeah, just do it next year. I might as well. Watching. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so happy anniversary, babe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So before we wrap things up today, I just want to ask you three rapid fire questions that I ask everyone that I interview. Okay. So, what is something that you implement into your daily routine to always be consistent? Five a.m. Go over five a.m. Um, what is your proudest accomplishment so far? My kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having two beautiful kids. Yep. If you weren't a chippy, what would you be? An accountant. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a, a pilot. Pilot? Yeah. I've had a few people tell me that recently, yeah. actually. Pilot or a race car driver. <laughs> yeah, true. Yep. Yeah. Now, pilot's oh. a bit more achievable, I think. Yeah. Achievable. It'd be more achievable to be a pilot than a race car driver, I reckon. Do you know what? I reckon you need to give it a go. Yeah. Oh, I'd, 16, I had a jet fight and a jet, jet fight or flight. When I was 16, my dad bought me because I wanted to be a pilot, but mm-hmm. I think I took the easy way out and went to Chippy, but um, yeah. I just love. Well, you can make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with us before we wrap things no, up? No, just thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, thanks. Um, yeah, it's been great. Amazing. All right, guys. Well, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Let's Talk Tradies. If you like this episode or want to share this episode, please do it on your Instagram stories and tag me in it at Let's Talk Tradies. Oh, 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 oh,